0: Another episode of the Sacred Changemakers Podcast. My name is Jane Worrellow, and we have got a great round table lined up for you today. Now this podcast it's about change and transformation, but not just any old change. We believe in change for good, which lies at the intersection of three things, personal, professional and social transformation. So come with us on a journey as we go behind the scenes with people who are making a real difference in our world. Each episode, we'll be diving deeply into a variety of topics that keep you inspired and at your best. Sometimes we'll be interviewing thought leaders, and sometimes we'll be leading deep dive conversations tackling the challenging issues of our times. And that's what we're up to today we have gathered together some incredible change makers to talk about the power of connection in a disconnected world. The challenges and the opportunities that are present for us right now as the world responds to COVID-19. But before I introduce today's guests, I have one small request. Would you please go to iTunes or whatever app you're listening to, subscribe and leave a rating and review it's so helpful to us. It enables those algorithms to find us and it helps people find our community and our guests get their messages out to more people. It's a small thing, but it would mean so much to us. So thank you. Now we actually have three guests with us in Roundtable today. First, we have Amina Epijazi. Amina works with leaders and leadership teams on how to do better while being better. She believes in the power of connection and empathy as the foundation of her work. And in these turbulent times, Amina works with one of the most needed skills, empathy, and is passionate about raising awareness around it. She is currently living with her family in Budapest, Hungary. Welcome, Amina.
1: Hi, Jane. Thank you so much. Really excited to be here.
0: Yeah, so thrilled to have you with us. Mm. Next, we have Robert Middleton. Robert is a marketing coach and consultant from Boulder Creek, California, who for over 35 years has worked exclusively with B2B professionals in action plan marketing, helping his clients to get more meetings and land more clients with less struggle and effort. Welcome, Robert.
2: Thank you so much, Jane. We're going to have an interesting conversation, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, we certainly are. And I'm excited that you're joining us, Robert, really okay claudia lindby is our final guest claudia is an executive coach and mentor from copenhagen in denmark her current research project is redefining performance challenging the old ways and creating new more effective leadership approaches she combines 25 years of experience in international business with a deep understanding of what it means to be human so welcome claudia
3: Thank you, Jane, and I'm honoured to be here. I'm really excited about the uh, discussion that I think will emerge from this roundtable.
0: Yes, me too, and so thrilled that you're with us, Claudia, because you make up what is really a global conversation that we're going to be having today. So let's get to it. Let me open the conversation today with probably the topic of our roundtable. So our title today is The Power of Connection in a Time of Disconnection. And I'm just going to put that to all of you and ask, what emerges for you when you hear that statement?
2: Well, I can start. Uh, it, it's an appropriate uh, topic, I think, because when coronavirus hit, um, the one thing I realized that seemed to be more important than anything else is to be in communication with people on our net- network more than ever before. Mm. And so I've been talking about that a lot to my clients and to my community, ramping up communication uh, to your list, if you have a list, and also getting more one-on-one conversations to see how people are doing, to see how you can help, to see how you can serve right now. And there's never been a better opportunity to do this because everyone is at home (laughs) and people have time to talk right now. So I had 26 conversations last week with people in my network.
4: Wow!
2: Which is probably a bit too many, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I scaled it down a bit this week. But anyway, that's the starting point: more communication with more people.
0: Yeah, and you know, you're speaking to something there that I think is an easy assumption to make when we're in this this space of social distancing. A lot of people are thinking that that means that it's almost like we have to disconnect but now we have the technology there's no need to at all so I love that you're speaking to that
3: and I think from the uh, northern shores here uh, (laughs) of Viking land (laughs) where where spring is just uh, uh, um, coming to us now it's there's a the funny thing about connectivity. I think it's spot on for, for, for what's happening now, what needed to happen. And um also what's really important for our future, really. It, and 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 I think connectivity, at, at least in this small part of the world, is also something that is felt. So, so there's a sense of um, sort of... A, a, connecting getting together even if we cannot physically be together mm-hmm. all that togetherness has uh we're social people right and it's been taking away from us for a while or, or so it seems and and i feel there's really a strong sense of wanting to get through this together mm-hmm. and and so it, it, it's a different way of 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 being it's a different way of Of sense and connectivity Uh, and there's a lot of creativity around it also I think that's 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 really cool and very inspiring what's going on in in different ways but yeah I think there's a a deep sense of connectivity right now that is important and that will be very important for us moving forward
0: yeah and it's it's interesting because I think about some of my work um, with leaders in corporations some of them global and, you know, and I, it's kind of interesting how I've done some cross-cultural training and different things like that. And I could not have envisioned a few weeks ago the, the way that the whole world, like, it's almost like this pandemic, maybe the upside of it is it's broken down borders and nationalities. And there are scientists all over the world coming together, trying to deal with this one common en- enemy right now. And I think it has changed global conversations right now. And it it has made us realize, I think, that we're kind of all in this together. There's no denying that now. Um, So it's really interesting, really interesting.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you, Jane. Um, And although I don't like this expression, social distancing, because I much prefer to call it physical distancing, I think we need (laughs) to be physically apart. Right. right,, but actually, socially, we need to be more connected than we ever were before, and I think we are, and um technology allows us to do that, uh, which is also uh, really exciting. We couldn't have done this a hundred years ago, um, but there is this sense that there is this underlying connectedness right at the moment because. It really is a global phenomenon so everybody there's no exceptions at the moment everybody's experiencing the same trauma the same difficulties the same fears the same lockdown kind of situation obviously everybody in their own kind of um cultural and uh and physical framework but still so there is a real sense of connectedness that i don't know if we've ever really had before because even though during you know situations like world wars uh everybody was connected in a way but we didn't have the technology to really experience that kind of connection now we do and now i i have a client in i don't know israel uh or portugal or uh, new york city and i can connect with them and we can experience this very similar um sense that I think is a brand new um, quality at the moment that is emerging for us, and it's really it's really important uh, to keep that alive. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. I think that's true. And, you know, I don't want to take for granted the fact or assume that we all think of connection in the same way. Mm. Um, Cause you've all talked about it there in slightly different ways. And Robert, you went straight to the professional side of connection. And I just wonder, like, what does it mean to you? This idea of connection, particularly today in these times?
2: Well, you know there was a uh, a commercial for AT&T years ago said that the best business calls are personal calls mm-hmm. and so when i'm talking to people their their clients their past clients their potential clients whoever they are but they're always everything in business is personal really we're talking human to human what's going on with you right now? What are you working on? What are you struggling with? What are you trying to uh, create right now? What's in the way? Uh, how can I support you? I mean, you know, the, the line between business and personal is, is not very wide, especially in, you know, in our kinds of businesses, we're all self-employed professionals. We're independent from, I think all of us for one person businesses. So it's a very personal kind of kind of thing. Mm.
4: Uh,
2: but you know, you know, I'm discovering when talking with more people, interacting with more people, um, a lot comes out of those meetings, not just, oh, it was nice to talk to Robert or whoever I'm talking to, but um, the number of ideas, inspiration, and creativity that seems to be generated is kind of, uh, astounding to me. Every time I come away from a conversation with a new idea, a new possibility, which is, you know, it's fun and it's exciting. And we really need new ideas and possibilities now more than ever before. Mm. We really have to crank up the creativity or we're going to be, we're going to be in deep (laughs) doo-doo, you know, really. Um, who knows how long this thing is going to last. We're going to have to find out how to succeed in our businesses despite all of this. So, you know, I'm really trying to figure out how to stimulate that creativity in the people in my network.
0: Yeah. And that makes perfect sense because I, I feel we're, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me and my hope for the future, but it already feels like there's an energy that's more collaborative, more co-creative that we can come together that, you know, there are projects where we can support each other and do those things. So I love what you're speaking to. Um, You're making me want to pick up the phone and get on, (laughs) you know, set up, set up 26 calls with my clients. I don't think I've got time for that, but yeah, 26 calls with my clients, because that would be an unusual thing for me to do. And normally I don't have time and, so yeah, right. and a very intimate way, because for me, like you say, Robert, the human to human is really important. And I think that is, there isn't a divide, particularly for me and my business, but I know for my clients, and maybe for some of our listeners, that's not always true, because if you work for a global corporation, you show up with who you think they want you to be, and communicate in the ways, you know, according to the norms of the organization rather than authentically you and so that's kind of I love that you just so freely said human to human because there are a number of people Mm -hmm. where I think that's still a struggle and they're still worried about being furloughed or being laid off or trying their best to be who they should be right now as a leader in their role and I think it's exhausting
2: well the other thing is um You know, we're very well connected with social media, with email, with texting, all those kinds of things. And so, you know, all of that communication is still going on. But I think the voice to ear communication is so important. You can't can't communicate certain things in the written form that you can by speaking to someone. So, you know, that's what I'm suggesting we ramp up more live conversations Yeah, it really makes a difference
1: i absolutely love you say that robert because i think that's something that we've been kind of missing uh over the the last i don't know phase of uh, of uh, our civilization and our development uh because of technology probably you know we, we started to rely on technology in many ways And we gave up, I think, a lot of that immediate connection, that direct connection of ear to ear, ear ear to voice. And now uh, we are bringing that back. We don't, we have to. We don't have a choice. We have to bring it back. And I also think, um, I love the way you you were talking about creativity, because I think, yes, I completely agree, we have to be a lot more creative about how to connect. And I don't just mean uh, technologically but how to really uh, stay connected and find that energy that leads from one person to the next. And when I work with leaders, um, it's interesting to see how what Jane was saying before, that uh, uh, in many cases, leaders uh, think they have to show up in a certain way right in the workplace because it's a workplace. And so, you know, we dress differently and we speak differently, whatever. Well, now the workplace is their bedroom or their kitchen table. And so right. all of a sudden it's this, wow, you get a glimpse of their private, private, um, not just their private life, but their private self. And I think that's adding a really rich part of, uh, to the conversation. And I think it's important think for, for, well, uh, certainly our profession, really but for all of us start to, to grow very into
3: wide more awake, authentic awake and more authentic as we go from through this, this <laughs> the crisis, kind of whatever we call phase. the space we're in now, we're in. and then back to normal. I hear many of the, the um, well, my clients, the, the business leaders I talk to, um, longing to go back to normal. Uh, And, and I'm wondering sometimes what that normal will be, whether it's getting back in the hamster wheel and and just, you know, doing basically what we did before, but now knowing that you can actually do Skype with video or, or, or or whether we would really uh, put our hearts into what's happening now and how we're being challenged now and learn from it at a, at a deeper level, not just getting out of our homes and saying, who? that was a tough one. And I hope the next wave will be uh, you know, <laughs> a good time down the line and that they'll find the cure soon. And I hope nothing ever happens like this again, but that we'll actually learn because certainly in, in many of the environments that I operate in, of course, we're human beings going to work, but it doesn't always feel like it their that, that, that roles we, we think we're supposed to to, to play and, and uh, suits and ties we think we're supposed to be wearing and there's this this whole thing about professional communication that's often so devoid of everything that's human really. and and there's really hope that we can all stay awake and also courageous enough to, to to really grab the opportunity now to learn at a deeper level and and take that with us as, as we move on from here.
0: And thank you for referring to that, Claudia, because that's definitely a conversation that's alive for me with a number of my clients. Is this going back to normal? And I'd love to know what you guys think because we're all from different parts of the world and it's interesting to kind of tap into, do you think it will be business as usual afterwards or are we going to evolve into something different? I don't know. Will things change?
2: You know, it, it could really go either <laughs> way. We just don't know. Right. Right. You know, my my thought is this is going to go on longer than we expect, longer than we want to. And but whatever it is, you think well, you know we 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 can't stay home for six months. Right. The world would fall apart. I mean, we have to. There's still jobs that have to be done. So I think we're going to have to uh, crank up the creativity on how we can do our jobs even be around people and still be safe. Mm. So that means may you know testing obviously will ramp up and you know we might go through a whole thing where you when you go into work they do this in China already they take your temperature before you walk through the door. Yeah. You know so all kinds of uh, things you know it, it's like the whole world would be like the airport where they <laughs> check you through except they check your virus before you're able to go through. (laughs) And there has to, there'll have to be security because, you know, at a certain point, certain businesses cannot just operate virtually forever. You know, for instance, I can't get a haircut now. You know, there's a lot of things we simply can't do virtually, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, we're shopping for groceries. We can do that. You know, our local grocery, now they have a plastic screen in front to protect. And I uh, went to the dry goods store and and the person is standing really far back, you know, and it's all very, so I think there's going to be a lot of that. It's very sort of futuristic. It's sort of like out of a sci-fi kind of movie. We're going to be, uh, I, I'll bet, I could be wrong, that we're going to be seeing um, fashions that are uh, protective suits and something and fashionable headgear and masks that, you know, there'll be opportunities there. So we're sort of going into a dystopian future to some degree. I think we're going to see a lot of that, especially in the big cities. I mean I New totally York agree. With all these people so close together but we've got to find a way to We're survive. not going to be
1: stepping into the same river once,
2: um, once who knows exactly what's going uh, to look resumes, like? I don't think it's going to be like uh, our, our fearless leader haha uh, says normal state uh, well, I don't think it will be business It'll just as usual be nice and go same away soon it I, I don't was think before.
1: so and I think there so are many So I think many a lot of
2: futurists is are going to be that uh, is.
1: Partly because of the health hard issues, which and long I agree about with, Robert what will be like going and what on what we for need much to longer than the we even
4: really
2: hope. For me, it's um, not going to change we'll a lot. I've been going what I call radically virtual for twenty years. I, After a while, I hardly meet anybody physically in my business anymore. You know, I have my house at the top of the mountain in Boulder Creek, so it's fine for me. But so there will be so many other people. I think it's going to be major, major changes, and all
1: that. So we just have to learn. Just my thoughts. Yeah, is, I don't know. We don't really know. And have to uh, as get as to a, about a certain the acceptance stage the, if like, you whole think suits. about
0: um, the my, stages my of grief. My said to me recently, she said, Mum, you must Contagion I watch think acceptance is really important, but I also so I think like, no, that. No, I there's do there's not a, want a, to want Contagion be on additional additional six stage, which it's like the last thing I want to do right now, but they're similarly kitted, all in different colors. How can we make meaning? How
1: can we formulate something that can grow?
2: Yeah, these science this, fiction writers have seen the
0: future. I, mean, I
1: don't think it will be <laughs> anything possible like possible futures. Right. You know, how many movies and have we seen of dystopian, of post-apocalypse futures? Losing
2: right. jobs, losing income, uh, let us losing pray that it never the gets, gets to that. We're going way down on the Maslow pyramid at the moment. There's going to be some interesting um, things, but you know, ultimately, human beings know how to adapt and survive. And But we'll find some ways to get by um but mm. it's not a it's not a cheery future mm. it really isn't in so many ways and i think we have to be realistic about that that doesn't mean that we can't still work to be positive and et cetera, et cetera. but you know if we think of some of the people in the lower associate socioeconomic strata that you know um mm. They'll be the hardest hit because they can't have the protection. They won't have the access to food and medical care. And <laughs> um, I think we've got to be realistic about this. Mm-hmm. And uh, while staying in the present moment, dealing with what we need to deal with in, in any given day. Yeah. It's an interesting time.
0: It is. And I think, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Right. us yes.
2: That's great, and we also have to consider that we have other looming crises that will make coronavirus look like a walk in the park. What if, 10, 20, 30 years, the oceans rise by 5, 10, 15 feet? Uh, Many people predict that this will happen if we do not reduce the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and we have no political will to do that when, when the river when the oceans start rising the politicians will say oh no one would have expected that i mean <laughs> we're, we've seen it so we don't know if that will happen maybe it won't i pray it won't but you know all of a sudden millions of people will be displaced physically They won't have homes to go back to. Uh, And so, you know, as a human race, we are really not prepared for this kind of stuff. We really do not look forward and plan forward very well, I'm afraid to say. So it's, uh, I don't really want to spend time thinking about that, but I do (laughs) once in a while and think, oh, my God, what is the future for the human race who despoils the planet with impunity every single day? You know, we have more garbage in the ocean and plastic in the ocean, enough to... I think
3: if you if you look at history, I think that there have been a number a, of... Um, a large countries And, and, and the Pacific, I totally agree with you. Ocean right on the horizon to to sort of be concerned it's not about. It's out of sight, out of mind. We're not there, so what's the big deal? Connectivity and connection and, you know? anyway. and human collaboration. We've, um, many times over history, we've we've shown that... In, in those very difficult times when everything is falling apart, we can evolve mm-hmm. into the next level of, of how we organize and how we mm-hmm. think about things and how we view the world and ourselves in it. And, and so my hope is that right now, because I think part of this has been going on for a while, it's just not been very dramatic. It's not been, for many people, it's not been so painful. Um, and 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 so it's also for many people I think so far been maybe even invisible, but 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 there's been a different uh, agenda presenting itself. A different, um, I mean, mm-hmm. in this time of disruption and 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 so many disturbances, and and there's I think a, a new way for us that's emerging, and I, and I think it's our responsibility, and definitely in our profession, leaders as well, to help shape that so that we come through this um, with new, creative, innovative ways of handling things together, of reorganizing ourselves, of um, working with resources (laughs) definitely differently. Uh, in another way, more respectful way, understanding better. I think our opportunity right now is to understand much better the interconnectivity and the, the greater ecosystem of things and 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 sh- shape up so that we can manage this. And I really, really hope that we'll prove once again that we can do that. Now, just from our little kingdom here, our... Uh, um, whatever. The equivalent of a prime minister of a states minister she also said will be probably be a long long time before we'll be back to anything that we would consider normal and we're a social democratic entity here a country organized like very uh you know uh um uh, in an egalitarian way and and um, looking after each other and the healthcare systems and all of that. So that's, that's well in place and taking care of, of, of a big part of the shock right now. And, and so when we talk about not going back to normal, it's very much about, um, uh, maybe being less naive, um, um, being less, um, just taking things for granted. That, that we can't continue to do, that we, we will have to take more responsibility, I think, each individual and not leave things to, oh, you know, you pay your tax money, somebody else is going to take care of this. But we really, each of us need to step up. And I'll, I'm, I'm I'm hopeful and I'm also very curious to see how we'll be doing this stepwise, I think. But but it really, mm. for me, it's something that's been going on for a while. And, and this crisis accentuates what it is that we we, we have to do.
0: Mm. I think that's true because suddenly the crisis has become personal because it's for all of us it's for each of us and our families and the people we love are now in danger imminent danger from an invisible Mm -hmm. threat that we can't see but what I heard also when you were talking there which really got me thinking about this idea of connection and how important it is was Robert I mean I'm so glad you brought this up because this is happening amidst a number of crises that we're facing on the planet right now and you know we have got the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals have been put together by some of the smartest minds and you know some people are familiar with them a lot of people aren't a lot of organizations aren't right and so i really like like what you're saying there and, is and there, is this, uh,
1: there is this uh there is this uh i don't know half sense. joke that says if you want uh, to create world peace world go home and love your
0: family COVID and, the pandemic, um, that and i think that's exactly right
1: i mean place. you have to start with your own environment what your own circle I, you of know, influence. i'm not sure uh where you can create this you know, new kind of as
2: important as connection uh, is in communication and and uh, uh, discovering to, solutions etc
1: more aware of you know how hum, human nature going by is, in our everyday um, has got
2: a little problem what is it that, that i really deserve
1: i mean that has been a, I think you know, a big issue just that we a little all bit of a problem like and
2: we're we we're, deserve um, a lot and uh and at know, the moment things that we do we have to get back to the basics are so
1: and really appreciate what we
2: have and not think thinking one, of thinking the other i mean if that could shift around tomorrow the whole world really would need, be different right and it's uh, obviously to, not to it's get an easy thing and to stay, talk stay about, safe and to not such and, and an easy and, thing to uh, do
1: to uh, have a much look, larger war, focus wars on, have
2: been around since the beginning of time on the kind of connections
1: that uh
2: Pollution has meaning, been around since the beginning the moment, of the time. We just have the technology to fight more to, effectively well, than ever before. I don't know. Travel right? around the Diseases world. Diseases have been like around from the beginning of time, but now, with our huge societies and in, in connection, they can wreak havoc. Remember, we did have the Black Plague in Europe in the, I don't know, 1500s, 1600s that decimated 25 percent or more of the population. Mm-hmm. So we've seen things like this before. But our amazing degree of self-centeredness and ignorance and stupidity it seems to have no bounds mm-hmm. whatsoever, I'm afraid to say. You know, and but it ultimately we can't, you know, that really doesn't help me. You know, it's like, well, everybody should change, but only I can change myself. Oh, can only I can look at. How can I be less selfish? How can I be more thoughtful? How can I be more helpful? Uh, This is not an easy thing to do. You know, everybody needs to be more conscious and aware, but that's easy to say, but not so easy to do. You know, what can I do? What can I do today to bring more light into the world just every day with my clients, with my wife, with with my garbage right. <laughs> it's
4: <All right>. it's <laughs> yeah
0: I think you know that's also what I feel when I think about connections it's not just about connections between us as humans but also our place in the ecosystem the connectivity of the planet and I sometimes and I have been wondering through these times that if we lived as though we were interconnected mm-hmm. wouldn't we make different choices about how we lived and and what we bought, and which organizations we choose to vote for with our money, and all those kinds of things. For me, that feels like a simple decision for me to make, that could make a difference if more of us did it.
2: Yes, and 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 yet we were, to some degree, we we're all cogs in a in a certain machine. For instance, when it comes to garbage and recycling. Um, there is a system for that, you know, we have cans and we put stuff in it and, we're not, and we can't, it's not so easy to make up our own recycling system and yes. we buy things in plastic containers and it's hard to wake up in the morning and say never any more plastic containers. It's hard to live <laughs> that way, although you can decrease that. There's so much in terms of the existing world systems for consumerism, for, for, you know, healthcare, et cetera, et cetera. There there are great and huge uh, institutions that grind forward in a certain kind of way. But, you know, I think ultimately, you know, long term, this is a good thing possibly, because it's a wake-up call. It's like, as you say, we can realize we don't need to do everything we've done before. We don't have to drive everywhere. We don't have to do this or that. I mean, this is going to result in some revolutionary changes in our society, some of which hopefully will be very positive. Yeah. That Some people in government will get the clue that, yes, we need to make things more User-friendly for human beings and safer for human beings, yeah, yeah. but I don't have uh, I don't have a lot of hope that this will happen miraculously <laughs> overnight and it'll all just be wonderful. <laughs> I, you know, no, I it's never think. that way with human beings. It take you know we have evolved in many ways. Human rights have evolved. Uh, human health has evolved in so many ways. ability to feed ourselves. A lot really has evolved, but we still have a long way to go and we got to remember that. We're a long way from an ideal species living in peace and harmony on planet Earth, you know? (laughs) We're a long way from that and we could still completely annihilate ourselves.
0: Hmm. I I think that's true.
2: Next hundred years very easily.
0: Yeah, and There's something I just want to challenge in what you said, Robert. (laughs)
2: Please do.
0: (laughs) Well, just as a European living in America, and you're saying how hard it is, I totally agree. In America, it's really hard. In Europe and in different countries, it's, it's a little bit easier. There's different values and there's different systems in place to enable those things. Um, and so i'm not saying with rose tinted glasses that europe has got it all right they haven't it's just different and i'd love to hear from you claudia and amina about that, because i haven't lived there I mean, for over I think 10 you're years. Absolutely i just remember right. the uh, shop in Jane and demark um, friends in florida and, and
3: this has been going on I'd for and i've come for from a years, years now but, but there's hardly the a company and we that is not all, in one way we or put the other uh, um, at least talking about the sustainable um, we were development using goals have sort of become we a solar, we've got all these different power like, sources.
0: Landed um, in Florida. B- there but was no increasingly solar power
3: uh also because we're asking we landed, for it. We have we a, a relatively high level of transparency. Um, there, it,
0: it,
3: in this country, and so, power, so we, we're we're asking, um, asking. We organizations, corporations, or
0: and they didn't recycle really too to also show that was like what
3: that they mean what they say <laughs> so
0: i just we're remember that the beginning that all maybe those years the the ago. little bachelors so were you know i'm just pointing out that for some
3: definitely there were we and different as around ourselves we also doing something good
0: for, for the environment in. In. and <laughs> that's one of the things that i think <laughs> uh, good, about uh, interconnectivity. Uh, how can uh, we learn uh, from that
3: uh, and all of that because there
0: are things in america that are done really well but so how can we all learn and really sense we becoming increasingly to come together.
3: We are very um, serious. In and, America, and, you know, By the way, I live that. in the
2: United States, and I have to be Canadian. I was okay. There's a
3: lot to be done out there, and so those corporations damn Americans do have <laughs> a large <laughs> responsibility, <laughs> and, and, and so uh, most respected But we're very arrogant. And say, uh, is and, is uh, we're we're we think, and think we, we have
2: everything the best, other, and blah to, blah blah. We're so blind as well
3: because you can't just sit on your hands when you look at the state of
2: systems in other countries so. To some much superior systems in other countries, in terms of our healthcare system or one to what you were saying Robert, uh, that obviously we're really fighting for universal health care but and, and and jane what you were saying the, the that's, big corporations that's really are not a interested challenge now in, that. in finding of course, those energy points
3: the openings and the, the system, biggest industry because, of all um, and uh uh, always you know, remember it's not to generalize. Gas. Certainly gas, not about gas, the United gas. States, but yes. but, but, we can't, but you also have pockets. Can't hurt that industry for of, God's uh, sake. Say, values uh, subcultures killing the that planet, that will as we speak, um, you know. support, for instance, the the uh, uh, SDGs or or uh, was drive for more connection and for more humanity and business. I mean, all that's also there. Maybe there's more noise in the u s and and there's a hardcore of good old capitalism that still <laughs> is making a lot of noise. but I think even even uh, you know also you you have pockets you of individuals. you've got cool, cool operations mm-hmm. who can show the way and who will walk the edges and bridge into to uh, a more sane future, a more healthy future. right. I really think it's about finding where and then doing everything we can to to encourage and, and, and support also by, you know, what we're buying, what we're consuming, what we're not choosing. Like this whole discussion about purpose-driven businesses to, to not go where there's not decency, where there's not truth, where there's not transparency and wanting to do good, to, to try and bypass that whenever mm-hmm. we can. So I think we can work on many levels, really.
4: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank <laughs> um.
1: I, I agree I uh, and I think this is a a really interesting model and a good chance for us to to somehow keep that in focus but I also think it's very yes it's it's very interesting to watch how this virus is really not discriminating right i mean you can be rich you can be poor you can be black you can be white you can be uh, a woman you can be a man young old whatever obviously our most vulnerable um uh, generation is you know, the, uh, um, the elderly uh, overall, but uh, I think still, it really is picking all and over the world. So, I think, in a way, um, this know, is also are, a wake up uh, call,
0: you know, whether in the US
1: or and the other more country, the US maybe is is uh, um, an, an uh, obvious care and agriculture because of and industry. Such a huge, most of uh, us want that distribution but of we have where, a ridiculous have divide in terms of wealth in, in a very
2: small where the wealthiest hand. people um, are a very small care. percent. So and um, this is one one um, more than all time of us, in our life. All of us uh, put and, one experience and they have where much more power really than us. but ultimately
1: we're a have or a don't have.
2: You know. It as horrific as I think, been, I think the Trump administration has been, I think, again, that's a wake-up call. To and I, much to I pray every day that the disease. in the election so I think, this um, fall, there's a big not shift. Just it's in the like, US oh, overall, my God, just we just see how bad we can reach and awful it and can be. Connect and we we can really need to go in a new direction. So, people, you know, we have that kind of thing happen in our society. It sort of swings one way or the other. It's really but bringing people. It, it often puzzles me why it why it swings back mm. to awfulness mm. so frequently. You know, <laughs> it's just it's it's it's, uh, it's a
0: real puzzle. Yeah, I was encouraged to hear that Amsterdam uh, is is actually starting to bring in Kate Roweth from Oxford University, her donut economics, which is ex- speaking to exactly what you're talking about, Robert. The fact that she's talking about um, capitalist economies were never meant to be just honouring like money and and profit and capital. And she talks about donut economics. And this has just been taken uh, on board by Amsterdam and the Netherlands. And they're going to start to implement this. It's going to take them some time, but that's what they're holding. And what it speaks of is two things really in the donut if you think of the pastry of a donut with a hole in the middle and they talk she talks about having a bottom line with everybody having a living wage so that people don't fall below in terms of poverty but also at the top end of wealth also knowing what is enough so that we don't keep kind of taking and extracting things from the earth and the planet <laughs> That means that life becomes unsustainable. So we have to know what is enough wealth as well as like looking out for the people that are disadvantaged at the bottom <laughs> of the curve. And it, it's got to be Sounds really like Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I I can completely relate to the humor, absolutely. And uh, uh, just going further on that note, I think in general this is, I think, a great opportunity for us, especially in the in Western civilization. To really learn to identify with our emotions and, and guys, just I'm the learn to share them with ourselves all different first, areas to with be this conversation. connected to ourselves and so
0: be you.
1: aware of what are, end, what, are like emotions, what are the emotions, what are you, the feelings that are coming up to
0: share with others, and give them some space. To I think we... Because and of a, the, a, a, a lot of the self-help of wisdom stuff that we've we leave, all so. grown up on, oh, uh,
1: uh, we tend to have judgments. Yeah, just put about me on the spot, right? <laughs> we tend to say, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't <laughs> feel that. I well, should,
2: I've been thinking about this you know, a lot, and I was talking about it in, it in my group this, program yeah. yesterday, and I wrote yeah, an yeah, article and about it yesterday. I think this is a time where we're discussing And and we need to, we to um, um, we put we to an emphasis I think on our sense of humor are, our and you know there's, there's something um, about humor like that when you're in a group space and you're talking that, and, um, and it gets very serious possibilities close down whereas if there is laughter humor the creativity
3: it's something
2: neurologically that happens when you're laughing and having fun, what and I say or what I don't um, say
3: have. So um, one of the
2: things that I really you know, try to do a lot, in working with really clients in to, my group programs, uh,
3: in that moment, is of course, inject a lot
2: of laughter and, and humor and, which because saying, that's so, really I mean, needed now. So and I'm it's not—it's an not, it's not a superficial thing. Or, or Seriously, if we are
3: else, being respectful laughing about and feeling happy, we are
2: more creative and we'll, we'll connect so, so take more effectively and uh, things will go better. Your so um, during the action, coronavirus, let's have the most fun things. we possibly can. <laughs> and, and <laughs> take that into the future. I think. You know, maybe that means <laughs> <future> watching really <laughs> wacky, <record> fun movies <laughs> and stuff. I mean, really, let's have fun as we, you know, face Armageddon. Why not? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, I remember the, I don't know if anyone familiar with Tom Lehrer? Tom Lehrer was this amazing uh, musician and singer that wrote these crazy songs and it was around Mm -hmm. when, when I was growing up and And uh, anyway, he had songs about pollution and war and stuff like that. <laughs> this reminds me of one last thought. Is it, is
1: it okay, Jamie, I if I, I hear was that infused really quickly? With that um, in the middle school, my kids went to the and, U.S. Um, I still well, have all those to things in the U.S. Uh, I
2: think I'm gonna for a while. And, uh, listen to uh, a bit more uh, there was
1: somebody who was wearing <laughs> a T-shirt <picture laughs> that said attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth it? Okay, I'll
0: have a look. I can find something. I thought of that a lot recently
1: because of you know contagious and virus and attitudes, I think, much interconnected right now. (coughs) Let's be aware of our attitudes and make sure they are worth catching. I think that's really important. Mm. Thank you. Thank you and stay safe.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: great advice really oh my gosh thank you all for showing up and giving us your time and your energy and such great insights today i hope we've inspired others to think about this topic from an expanded perspective and i just want to give a grateful kind of soul deep bow to you So thank you thank you well that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening in Before we go, I just want to talk to you about something that is really important to know. You can't change the world by yourself. And don't laugh, it's true. You've heard us talk about it today, the power of connection. But research tells us that the single biggest predictor of you reaching your goals and living the life that is fulfilling to you is support. It's connection. It's a community of people who have got your back. And when you have this, you're way more likely to make the impact that you want in the world and achieve your goals. So I'd like to invite you to take a look at our global network of change makers. It's one of the most extraordinary engaged groups of people who are committed to making the world a better place. Some of us work in the transformation industry, but some of us don't. And our diversity is our strength. We support each other to grow personally and professionally and together we are making a relevant impact so find us at sacredchangemakers.com so no single person can change the world but if you join the community and you're a good member you get access to multiple perspectives so whether it's sacred changemakers or not go get yourself some social support some real connection in these times if it's not currently activated in your life and the members are actually our sponsors here who help us to keep bringing this podcast to you. So if our episode resonated with you today, I hope you'll consider joining us. So for now, I just want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for the work you do to make our world a better place. Until next time, lots of love.